Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Sorry, everyone, that we weren't there last week. We both got sick. Yeah, it sucked. What did you have? Like, I know you said you were just like sniffles. It was just like, a bad. It was just a bad cold. Basically, I was getting so like gunked up. Basically, it just started in my nose, then it mm-hmm. went down to my throat. Like it just just a typical cold. Just a typical bad cold is all it was. Fair. I had full on flu. Like, you had the full on I- flu. I had the full-on flu. Like, there was one morning, Ivan, I was completely delirious, and I, like, reached for a glass of water, had a sip of it, put it, for some reason, on top of, like, my stomach or something, or, like, just placed it on top of myself in my delirium, and then it spilt on me, and it was the only thing that, like, got me to think clearly with, like, that, you know, that, that feeling of sudden cold water on flesh and everything. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more there now uh like the instant i start getting over my flu uh i start getting a cold which obviously pisses me off voice actor and everything yeah uh, it just gets in the way it works so i need a fucking suit of i need a suit of fed the fuck up right yeah it's a pain in the ass um but uh today you say you have a bunch of manga that you want to talk well, about I have, a, I have a lot of things i want to talk about because last week is when i wanted to talk about them because mm. um obviously we're still catching up but i mean we can just say it at the top of our the top of the show here i mean one piece is still in the middle of one of the greatest flashback sequences in the series uh, i actually i'll admit i actually got like emotional reading like the last chapter yes um because it, it, this is uh what chapter uh 1011 1011 yeah this is the kind of the end of i think this is probably the end of the flashback where i certainly fucking hope it is fortress right it it, it really is but i feel like um it's been a long one yes like it's just beginning to overstay its welcome also people oh not 10 11 it's 11 1 1101 also we lost a legend in the making many weeks ago people uh, like now at least, it's it, it's old news. Twelfth of November, twenty twenty-three. Icehead Gill, like just ended. Oh, obviously. geez, that was forever ago. You missed a couple podcasts to uh, announce that. No, I I know, I know, I know. No, no, but go figure. I didn't even hear about it. Like that, just went unceremoniously. No one said a peep about that going. It just went. He killed his dad in the end. <laughs> like he, like yeah, yeah. Same ending as uh. No, I mean he didn't kill his dad in uh. Do retry, but again, we had these dads, the final boss kind of shows going or manga going for a while. Ah, that's that's been the case in lots of manga, like Hunter. Oh, obviously, like Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, well, actually, that's the thing that makes Full Metal Alchemist refreshing because Full Metal Alchemist is Hohenheim's story. Yes, like that's why it's so fucking like that's why it gets me so hard when I rewatch Brotherhood. And it gets to, like, you know, the credits roll when he's, like, leaning down at the grave and everything after he's literally just gone, you know, I kind of want to live now. Right. And that, oh, man, what a goated series. Did you yeah, actually, but... um, that's what I did while I was sick, actually. Um, I subjected myself to the two newer live-action Fullmetal Alchemist movies, Ivan. Oh, how are they? Ah, uh, you know, the first one, the only thing I ever think to myself is like an interesting creative change they made to them. 
is that, you know that bit where Alphonse goes through the very sudden, like, you know, oh, what if I'm not a real person because of, like, the words of a stranger who was a murderer who, like, has no fucking, like, reason to trust him? In the live-action movie, it's Shao Tucker who's like, if you want to look at my research, I want to look at your brother. And then, while he's in the midst of that, he's like, uh, I mean, Alphonse, there's potential that you're not even a real person. Or you're not who your brother says you are, and you're just, like, some random soul pu pulled from the void. And, and shit. And I'm like, you know what? I, with, with all the adaptations we have of Fullmetal Alchemist, I, I've always, I always think about what the perfect, like, mishmash of those things would be. And I think if you could make a perfect mishmash of those things, that is, like, the one individual thing I would take from the live actions. But otherwise, it's basically just a very sped-up version of all the most iconic moments back-to-back. -back. And... Just, it, a it, just a laundry list that they're yeah, checking off in front yeah, of you? Yeah, yeah, like, in, in, it, like, weirdly, the second movie was oddly enjoyable to me, uh, because I wasn't sick, I think. And then the third one I watched in the midst of my flu, and... I was, I, I don't know, it must have been like the, the state of mind I was in, not really helping my attitude towards it, but I just couldn't fucking enjoy it. Like, they, they, they did everything basically in the second and third one. They just went, oh, we have to show this and that, we have to do Bradley and Ling fighting. Uh, weirdly, Greed is not a character in them uh, until he puts it in Ling. Puts it in Ling. Puts the Philosopher's Stone in Ling. Uh, and, um... Um... You know, Kimberly's not a character. They allude to him, but he's just not in it. And, uh, they, they still go through with, like, all of the bits at the end. Like, you know, Pride's there and Ed turns himself into a Philosopher's Stone with, like, none of, like, the fucking fanfare or anything to it. Or Kimberly kind of being there um i remember there's one bit do you remember how alphonse gets captured in like the penultimate arc before the coup which the coup is so funny because they don't have enough actors so it's just mustang hawkeye and like the chuckle fucks that are his entourage staging the coup entirely on their own and you just get this one like bit of Breda and I think the gray hair guy, they're running and Breda does like, that's the chubby ginger one, does like a pratfall. He's all like, hoo hoo, does a thumbs up and like there's one explosion and that's about all you hear from the coup in the movie. But um, Alphonse gets captured at one point by Pride and then used as bait for Ed, but also as like a shield to fight Ed and everything. And so they do Alphonse going to Lior meets Hohenheim and Hohenheim tells him about the dwarf in the flask everything that happened in Xerxes and then it just cuts to Ed in like the forest and he's with Greedling and and you know whoever the fuck else is there the chimeras aren't there and uh pride just shows up in Alphonse's armor and I like rewound it twice being like am I Am I so sick that I'm just missing this fucking bit? What was weirdly good, though, is Envy's CGI monster form. It, it doesn't look good all the time, 
but they did these like cool shot for shot remakes of like the manga and I, your, your head is probably full of the images of Envy from Brotherhood and if we can all say that if anything is flawed in Brotherhood it is 3D monster Envy that looks like fucking ass but it looks weirdly good in these dark scenes it, like really good strangely and there's a couple nice moments of cinematography and all the areas that they pick to record in, in a nice and everything but there's something that just kills me whenever I watch what is at the point in whatever time I'm in the last piece of full metal alchemist media I can like you know have you know yeah, you're just, look, you're just looking for every little morsel, every little crumb left. Yeah, because it's it's one of my absolute favorite. It's a lot of people's favorites. And like, you know, like I, I think I told you, I played the games recently. The, the old PS2 games. And it is so nice having like these just extra pieces of media to like take in. And like, there's original animation from Bones in it. And it, it's just like, ooh. Yeah, this is so. Those are like, those are like the old freaking uh, Budokai games, Dragon Ball, or like Planet, Ki you know, Renegade All Saiyans. No, that was for me as a kid. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Which okay, is like I get, I get like the video know. games were. Like, I thought you mean gameplay wise. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, precisely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But because like you know that was back when you know I was watching Full Metal Alchemist before I knew about like online streaming. Or anything like that, you know, before Crunchyroll, because let's be honest, we're all, we're all spoiled for how we can just, like, so easily get a hold of Japanese media nowadays. Yes. Like, I, I got into Fullmetal Alchemist when it was magical, when I would find anime DVDs or paraphernalia from a show or game that I like. What not? You know the the the. That is the, a um, quite. That is quite a golden age. You, you have to you have to be part of a certain generation to have that, where you got to consume your favorite media, like like fucking like finding an ancient tomb. Like you know what I mean? Like like like, yeah, like it was like yeah. I, it was like anime archaeology. <laughs> no, pre precisely. Like I you remember had to, like home for that shit. You had to investigate for it. I I remember finding or like my brother taking me and my mom to like the comic shop that he was told about that had like. You know, because Fullmetal Alchemist was popular at the time, the dub DVDs were coming out. I think I've told you, the DVDs were like four episodes a DVD for £25 or something. And I'm like, you know, this kid be like, Mom, can I have all the Fullmetal Alchemist DVDs? It was yeah, like, I mean, I, I, yeah, as a kid too, like I said, for me, it's like those old Sonic OVAs, Dragon Ball. Ah. Uh, stuff like, like that. Uh, it's like you find you just find these little morsels of me. You're like, oh my god, that's the stuff I haven't seen yet. And uh, another prime example of that too, because I was I'm getting I be, um one particular piece of media. That's what I want to bring up last week. Mm -hmm. uh, one particular piece of media that's really reignited a, a passion for my childhood is uh, Godzilla. Godzilla was like that too from when I was a little kid. Yeah. And um, I'm I, I'm currently re re experiencing um the series right now because uh. Steen and I saw Godzilla Minus One two weeks ago, which it just randomly popped up in theaters. No one said a thing. Like I know it came out in the summer for Japan. I was also surprised when that came out. And yeah, no, no one, one said, said anything about it. Just but stealthily really, showed up in American theaters. But it's really popular. It's valid. It's fantastic. Um, it's it. I Shin Godzilla is one of my all-time favorite films, and this one fucking in Godzilla Minus One fucking clears it. It's. Hmm. 
It's basically a reboot of the original Godzilla. It, it, it's it's got the it has the same foundational premise of, of the original Godzilla, but they really focus on the people this time, and it's good. There's good every character. Uh, so so the the director of this, I should put some respect on their name. Uh they have a history. Most of their biggest um projects are animation, and you can tell. The way that shots are composed, the effects look fucking great. You know what I bitch about, even with the new live-action One Piece, about how they have to do action scenes at night. Mm -hmm. And there's and the only purpose, it, it serves a clear purpose to hide your effects. Godzilla minus one opening scene is at night, but actually has a good purpose. It's actually makes it, it serves the purpose to make shit fucking scary. Um, but then after that, all of Godzilla's scenes are at fucking broad daylight, and he looks fucking fantastic. Um, the director is Takashi Yamazaki. He directed Dragon Quest, Your Story. Um, I do like that one. I, I, I do yes. remember admitting to you that maybe I was just, like, too hyped in, like, my and initial the, uh, the, and the And the 3D Lupin movie. This mm -hmm. guy, again, animators know their fucking shit. For, yeah. um, they know how to make stuff look good. And so he has a firm grasp on Godzilla. It's basically the best. The best way I could describe it, it's 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 Moby. It's Moby Dick taking place in World War II, and your and the whale is actually Godzilla. And and, cool. and and the whale is actively trying to fight back too. Like the whale's hunting people too. It's crazy. Um, hmm. Godzilla is just an just a sheer menace in this one. He is a mono a mono. You know how Godzilla there's there's either uh, Force of Nature Godzilla, uh, Hero Godzilla, depending on the era. Mm -hmm. This is this is motherfucker wants to shit on your grave, Godzilla. This guy's a menace. This Godzilla has a personal beef with a tiny little beta man, and it's fucking amazing. And wow. you get to watch this guy. It's, this The guy's a disgraced World War II pilot. Basically, he was, a, he was a kamikaze pilot, and he cowards out. He pretends to have an engine problem, and he lands on another island. And because of this, um, he, la he lands on this island, and we see pre... That's interesting. We see we don't see Godzilla. We see a Godzilla-saurus to begin. This is very reverent to the old material. We see, we see the, we see the dinosaur that becomes Godzilla attack this camp, and all these guys at camp hate the man now because they tell him, "Hey, shoot him with your plane guns," and he can't do it because this guy's just a, he's just a coward, and, and and the whole point of the movie is just about living, like like what does it mean to survive and then live after survival? I won't, I won't lie, I mean, I thought I thought you're gonna be like, and the entire point of the film is that Godzilla hates cowards if you're a fucking suicide pilot Godzilla just you, hates you people. do you do your fucking you do your fucking country proud you you kamikaze that fucking bay I, all, all i'm saying is that this one does attack on titan's finale so much better is all i'm so. saying is in, in terms of hey you have to fight and the fact that again, I, I'm not even gonna bring up my. I'm gonna say, wait, well, well, Ivan, not, you, I'm not getting that. I'm not, it's I'm dead, not Ivan. Don't, don't fucking do this, Ivan. Because I want. All I'm now saying I want is that details. it does attack on I want, I, I want details now, Ivan, because we've been over this. That was a very difficult fucking scenario to fucking yeah, pass. No, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, it's very difficult. But again, the, the scenario of how do you not make if you're gonna be anti-war and anti-military, how do you not make them the heroes? Who do you make the hero of this? And this one does a very good job of making the average citizen the hero that stands. It, 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 it's the My Hero Vigilantes to attack on Titan. 
if you catch my drift. It's that community angle that solves the problem. And, and that's what I like about it. This movie, it, it it's very confident. It, it's goofy, but it, it handles its goofiness, its goofy ideas with confidence, with seriousness that you buy into. And that's why, and that's why I really enjoy this movie. Because, um, like, I, I don't want to spoil too much. You should absolutely, if you can find a rental of this, it should be made available very soon. Because this mm. has become very profitable despite a limited release. I bet it'll be on, like, Amazon in, like, a couple weeks or something. Yeah, I, I it should. Because, like, it, it's making people talk. But, um, it, it basically, it plays with a lot of the old movie's ideas in fun, new, creative ways. The old movie and that it takes, I it, it takes did, it very the old movie seriously. that I didn't like and didn't understand, Ivan, as you so callously said. What's that? I, when we watched it, I, I always remember when I was like, oh, I didn't like it that much. And you were Which like, yes, you not like? The, the original Godzilla. Oh, the old... Oh, Do you remember? We, you? we all sat down and watched together. I was high and I was just like, I didn't like it. I didn't give a shit. And you were like, you just didn't fucking get it. I was like, it so, was bad. Fuck you. Me, 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 yeah, me. Well, I, I like I this better than the original Godzilla. I, st I think the original Godzilla is still a very fun piece of old Japanese horror. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it, but again, I think it definitely warrants some modernization and got, and G minus one does that. Mm, um, I, don't, I don't think modern, I just found, I just remember finding it boring when we watched it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 again, you find it boring, ago. you'll find, you'll find minus one much more interesting because it's just intense. It doesn't let off the intensity. Hmm. And, and, and when it does, it's to have hokey freaking uh, human moments where you're like, this is goofy as fuck, but like, if you just kind of surrender yourself to it, it's very fun. You get, you get very invested in all these characters. Everyone's definitely a caricature. You got your, again, you've got your, pro you got your cowardly protagonist. Mm -hmm. You've got the young soldier who didn't get to go to war and he wants to go to war and they have to tell them why that's a bad thing. He gets a whole arc. You have the old wounded soldier. You've got the scientist who's stealthily very attractive. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter's going wood to the scientist, and it's very funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it honestly, it, it is my favorite movie of 2023. It by by a mile. This movie is so much fun. It it is. It's when movies were movies, man. Um, I guess they're releasing like the fucking new King Kong Godzilla movie or something soon. There's a tra a trailer came that after shortly after, and it looks like trash. I did not like Godzilla vs King Kong. It was so I like Adam Wingard, but this was clearly a by committee producer kind of film. I remember and going to Godz see the one before King Kong vs Godzilla and uh, King of uh, King, King of, of Monsters. Monsters. I yeah, don't like I that remember. Either. I remember enjoying it somewhat, but it, I only went to see it because, like, my friend. I like me. for people who like Hero Godzilla and like just CGI monsters slapping each other around. If you like that, good for you. I would never, I would never completely trash on those films, but personally, I don't like them. Um, I, I, I like Godzilla with a little more gusto. I like when Godzilla's taken just a little bit more seriously. Mm. I get it. There's, there's three different ki kinds of Godzilla. There's Force of Nature, there's the hero, and then there's the bastard. And, and this is, this is the bastard Godzilla camp. I like bastard Godzilla. Bastard Godzilla's cool, yeah. Yeah, he's, cause he's just a, he's just an asshole. And, and it's like, and again, it's like, Mo, it's Moby Dick with Godzilla. You get to watch man versus monster. What's, mm. what's better than, and that's, that's part of what I liked about Shin Godzilla was they literally strap bombs to trains and shoot them at Godzilla. That's so fucking fun. Um, but the difference between G-1 and Shin Godzilla, one of my all-time favorite films, is Shin Godzilla is a satire. I love satire, but that comes with a bit of um, 
that comes with a bit of parody, that comes with a bit of uh, not taking your premise seriously. Mm. And, and, and so that limit will always be there. That's always going to be a con. There's pros and cons to satire. Satire will never, if you, and, and, and um, will never fully take the premise seriously. Also, um, I rewatched it recently because I'm like, man, did I really like G minus one more than Shin Godzilla? Shin Godzilla, love that film. Now that I know that I don't have to put all my Godzilla hopes into it, uh, the acting is terrible. Uh, as I'm now real, after seeing G minus one and watching Shin Godzilla, the acting is horrific by comparison. Actually, in minus uh, I, one, I, did, I didn't really realize Shin. that. Shin no minus one. Ah, uh, Shin in Shin in G minus one, it's amazing. Like I, I honestly, to the point of overacting. Like, in a very, like, uh, Kurosawa way, where every character has their own little physical little tick. Like, they, they overact in that. Like, to a fun degree. In Shin mm. Godzilla, people are just reading lines. The only memorable character is the main guy, only because he bows at the Shinto shrine before going to disaster. I love that piece of characterization. I, I love physical acting. And that's, and that's part of the reason why I like Shin Godzilla. But now, re-watching that, compared to G-1... Shin Godzilla, no one's actually really acting. A lot of people are just reading lines, unfortunately. Because you, you know how people bitch about subs and dubs. And it's like, hey, if you don't understand Jap Japanese, you really can't tell if someone's really acting or not. Mm. In Shin Godzilla, you can definitely tell who's acting and not. Hmm. <laughs> and there's a, lot of there's a lot of disposable characters in Shin Godzilla, too. Whereas G-, every character you see is treated very preciously. And I like that. Again, kind of like Full Metal Alchemist, there's good character economy where every mm. person you meet is very important. They're not going to be just tossed callously aside. Well, you know what? When you say that, it's like I, I, I start watching the Full Metal Alchemist films pretty much back to back. At least yeah. the last two. Like, there was a point where I started being like, I'm starting to, like, understand Japanese acting and, like, who is bringing it and who just isn't. Yeah, you, you, you can actually tell if you watch enough of it. Yeah, like, in, in Full Metal Alchemist, like, th there were characters where it was like, yeah, you're just fucking saying this shit and being like... Yeah, and, the, and Shin Godzilla, people are just reading lines, unfortunately. Like, I'm for, I, I'm, I, don't want, I don't want to use G-1 to downplay Shin Godzilla. Both are incredible. Both are very distinct, very different. That's mm -hmm. definitely a force of nature Godzilla kind of film. Um, mm. And I think, I think they both have... And also, I think Shin Godzilla also has the better Godzilla actually in terms of Design. it's a very dynamic Godzilla he's he changes forms every like 20 minutes which is very interesting he's a very interesting he's a I think he's a very distinct and interesting Godzilla where again G minus well, one that's the one that's just, like evolving over the course of the film isn't it where yeah it's like Shin Godzilla is the most unique standout Godzilla and that's part of its pros and charms whereas G minus one this is just it, 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 it's your typical Godzilla, but again, he's a he's he's the best form of bastard Godzilla, mm. is what he is. Even the design, there's nothing special about the design. It's just yeah, that's a Godzilla. Like he he's not meant to stand out. He's yeah, just okay. there to make sure you firmly recognize that it's Godzilla. Mm. Um, but otherwise, but but again, a segue to this was the fact that Steve and I are now very into this. We just marathoned the entire Heisei era, which is the late '80s through the mid '90s. Um, because mm. those are the ones that I had the most difficulty getting access to as a kid. So some of those I I'm fully watching for the first time, not through the lens of a freaking you know Cinemassacre review. Mm. And um, oh my gosh, very fun, very goofy. That's definitely Force of Nature slash Bastard Godzilla era. Um, doesn't really become a hero until like the very end. Um, which was um versus Destroya, which 
Steena loves them more than I do, hilariously enough. Um, she loves Destroya, uh, and the, uh, that, that film. And, um, yeah, it's a great era. I think we're going to start the Millennium series tonight, but we're going to skip Godzilla 2000 just because I firmly remember that one from my childhood. That, again, anime archaeology. I remember finding that one in a video store and going, what? They made a god, they made a, a, a classic Godzilla after that bullshit 98 one. And, um, I remember seeing it as a kid and being vastly yeah, and, disappointed. Yeah, and, and classic 98 Godzilla is, is, uh, or the, the 98 Godzilla as in the American one, is the villain in one of them. So, so we, uh, that's Final Wars. We'll get to yeah. that. That's the Millennium Series. But, um, so seeing I capped off the Heisei era, we, we, we counted Godzilla 98 as part of the Heisei era <laughs> as, as, as a, as a cherry on top. And guess mm. what, Val? Godzilla 1998, now that we are firmly in the year 2023 by Hollywood's current standards, Godzilla 98 is actually kind of fun. It's it's I, it, it, I you, liked you, it when I was you, a kid you, and I was just like yeah oh, you Godzilla. like it because you were a kid I liked it too as a kid but like yeah. there's definitely it let's let, like once you start really versing yourself with Godzilla like Godzilla ninety eight is definitely a betrayal of Godzilla in the same vein that Spider Man three is a betrayal of Spider Man you got the really but cool you take but you take that off, off of the the internet has conflated how bad those are because by Hollywood's current standards those are actually very fun films Godzilla ninety eight especially because there. There is so much going on. I actually would, if you could find some free time, Val, mm -hmm. watch it. There is a lot of stuff you cannot say or do in movies anymore that that movie is doing loud and proudly. It's one of those, they don't make them like those anymore kind of films. Yeah. Steve and I were like laughing. I wish we were drunk watching it. We would have enjoyed it even more. Um, Just crazy. Like, again, that just like two years prior to 9-11. And there's literally a line that says, not since the bombing of the World Trade Center has New York experienced such a tragedy. I'm like, oh my gosh, sweet, be sweet baby, innocent babies don't even know what's coming for them. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that it's so fun. I, I, I That's literally been my whole December. Um, it's just been watching G G Godzilla films. And again, just getting reacquainted to something that I was very passionate about as a kid. And I'm, and I'm, so that's why I was happy that you brought up combing through Full Metal Alchemist material. Because I'm like, that was me with Godzilla as a kid. It's like, where do I find this material? Because the internet's still in its infancy. You can't just readily, easily find this stuff. So you yeah. gotta find video games. You gotta find these bootleg tapes. Oh, um, Godzilla. What was it? Godzilla. Oh, I can't remember the game I had. Destroys? Destroy All Monsters Melee. This, maybe is it's Destroy All Monsters for the GameCube. I had it on PS2. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it, it's one. on there too. It wasn't that one, I don't think. Godzilla. Um, there's, there's, there's Godzilla Unleashed as well, but that's for the Save Wii. the Earth. I had Godzilla Save, Save the, Earth the Earth. Okay, yes, that, that's also one. Yeah, that is the one that I had as a kid, and it had like so, all of the monsters in it. Like, even it had like uh, the crazy fucking uh. Galaxy Godzilla and shit. Oh yeah, see, so yeah, okay, you had the deep cuts one because I had them. I had them because I had Destroy All Monsters Melee. So like that's where you get that. That was Millennium Godzilla. Hmm. So you get like Orga and freaking Destroy and shit. That's how I learned a lot about those monsters was through that game. Yeah, like I, I was never because you couldn't get that material. Too. Like I said, Heisei is such a huge game because I because when I was a kid, I, had, I saw all the '70s ones with Guy Gan, you know, Jet Jugga, Jet Jugga, like that stuff. That's yeah. the stuff I had as a kid. Because, you know, that stuff's like 20, 30 years old. Now it's easy to find. But Heisei era, I couldn't find that. So 
the past couple weeks, you and I have been watching this, and we're like, oh my god, this stuff is so cool. Yeah, because I, rec blew my mind I as a kid. recognize Destroyer. I recognize Destroyer and stuff. Destroyer's a bad. Okay, yo, Destroyer, let real talk, Destroyer. People may try to make Ghidra or Mecha Godzilla out to be Godzilla's rival. Oh my god, Destroyer has only been in one film, and that is a tragedy because he's a little bastard. Mm, he's mm, cool. Sure. He, they, they, some of the best monster fights is in that movie. He literally drags Godzilla by the neck through a fucking airport after killing his son. Oh my <laughs> god! And he laugh, and his laugh, and his roar is a laugh. Ah, uh, so that shit sounds awesome. It's no, really I, I, cool. I, 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 like I said, I don't know that much about Godzilla except for Save the Earth because it had like so many monsters in it, and it would yeah. have like bios about when they appeared and stuff, and you know, so you'd, cool. you'd do all the iconic fights. Honestly, Ivan, if you were going to, I'd say if you ha if you have computer strong enough for a PS2 emulator, you'd love Save the Earth. I probably could. The funny thing is, so for my birthday, it finally came in. Stina um got me a Dreamcast. And so cool. we need to find a CD burner or um, some cheap uh, discs. And I got to find out any cool old games I can find on there. Because, like, the original <laughs> I, ironically, I'm excited. Because I, I had the uh, GameCube port of uh, Crazy Taxi. Um, so I played that. And, of course, I played Sonic Adventure. Mm. Um, Ivan Man and I are currently going through that right now in Spicy Boys. We, we're, we're trying to finish it, you, but, you know, we yeah. keep getting sick. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we invited you one time, and we haven't had a recording since because we've been sick. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic Adventure without me present. Right. But like, I want to play like fucking Sega bass fishing and shit. Like that's the shit I want to I want to play all those deep cuts, all those classics, man. Uh I'm going to say uh you, you, speaking of game consoles, did you get a look at the game awards this year? I did and my god, the game awards feel like the fucking Oscars now and it fucking sucks. It sucks. No, it, it's it's worse than the Oscars. It sucks. So so it's been an annual tradition for most of Joyride's um since Joyride's been around is that we have a game awards stream where we watch the game awards, we get we dress all fancy, we get some cocktails and we watch. And what is so fun of what was so fun about the game awards was uh Jeff Keeley I mean, he still is. He's still very passionate about video games. And it was fun to watch him sweat in front of the camera, trying to make people take video games seriously and watch it be a disaster. Watch that fall apart. And that's so fun because it's so genuine. It, 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 it's very endearing, it used to be. And, you know, the orchestra and the comedy bits and, um, and letting developers really talk. And, and every year it's successfully gotten more and more commercial to the point where we've joked, we made a joke before it started. We said, oh, it's the big game commercial show. This year, no joke was nothing but commercials and letting celebrities talk for 10 minutes about nothing. Hideo Kojima, he might be a video game legend. He literally sat, stood I, there I, for 10 minutes with Jordan Peele and talked about nothing. That wasn't a video game can I, trailer. Can I be honest? I, I've actually lost, like, all fucking respect for Hideo Kojima, to be I honest. I kind of, you know, I, honestly, if that's what, if you feel, because I'm not, I'm not a video game guy. I'm not. I, I, know, I, I know feel you're like not. I'm too jaded to enjoy this. But if, even if you say you've lost respect for him, then okay. Then it's safe to say that I don't respect Hideo Kojima. I um, just. Because he's I, not he's, doing anything. He's just kind of, like, even when he's making shit, it's just, like, so fucking 
dampened by his whole like, oh, you know, I've just been hanging out in Hollywood with Norman Reedus and, you know, I'm friends with Mad yeah. Nicholson's now and isn't it cool that they're in a video yeah. game and like so whenever that, and, we have a fucking mission, I have to feel the, I feel the need to put their names in the fucking opening credits of every mission in the fucking game. Yeah, and, and, and that's a diluted version of Jeff Keighley in these game awards now. And, like, they, they made that one joke about uh, Christopher Judge um, as Kratos, where he did that super two fucking long speech mm-hmm. um, last year. Uh, and then I mean, he, he, made uh, that he joke. owned it. He, he owned it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he owned it. He made a joke, but he made a great joke about Call of Duty. And that pissed everyone off. I said, you fucking babies. He's correct. Uh, but then after that, he goes off. And every other actor after, every after, every other award after that, those speeches are not even 20 seconds. They would they would be up for 20 seconds and they start playing them off. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. And so they get played off for 20 seconds while fucking Hito Gejima gets to show off all his Hollywood friends for fucking 15 minutes for a trailer about nothing. That game is nothing right now. Stop pretending. All these trailers, there was hardly any gameplay footage. And I was sick. So we had that stream. I was sick. We didn't do our shtick because I said I wasn't feeling good. So I said, okay, guys, this is the cottagecore version of the Game Awards. I'm in my sweater. I'm drinking hot cocoa. It got to 10 o'clock and the show wasn't far from being over. But we had to turn the fucking stream off. Not because I was getting sick, but just it was fucking boring. It was just, we were sitting there watching commercials. People were calling it Winter E3. E3 or even the Summer Game um, Show is at least somewhat exciting. You know what? People are all like, oh yeah, E3 is dead. I've seen people be both happy and sad about it. But, (laughs) ooh, almost had a cough come up there. I'm I'm still on the tail end of whatever the fuck I've got. Yeah, me now. too. I'm still yeah. sniffly. Um, but uh, honestly, I'm sad. I'm sad E3 is gone. I'm sad that I will yeah, never I personally too. be able to attend an E3 because that was on my fucking bucket list. Hey, for shit shits and gigs, do. yeah, I would have done it too. Yeah, I wanted to attend an E3. I'm, I think I'm not a video game guy, but I'm always I've always been a connoisseur of manufactured hype. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what E3 E3 was literally just a serotonin injector during the summer. It was. But the, the thing is, it wasn't. Te- but here's the thing, though, Val. It was never tenable. Like again, no. this is why I want to do away with the summer game shit and and these game awards because I'm tired of putting game developers on the spot to show nothing. I'm tired of that. I I like the but Nintendo. It, it doesn't matter. I like do, Sony State of Play. They, I like people showing on their own. It doesn't matter though because they do that anyway. Sony State of Play is usually not worth fuck. Sony State of Play is always the fucking worst. I, yeah, opinion. I agree with that. That's why I didn't get a PlayStation this gen. Again, the Nintendo Direct are the only ones that are fucking worthwhile. Pretty much, and even then, like you know, a lot of the time, like it's pretty mid what they show the Nintendo Directs the last couple yes. of years because. But 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 again, because we have an Oasis effect. Because in the, at, at the end of the day, they're still showing actual games with actual gameplay footage. Yeah, exactly. and that's very important. And for E three, that's not very tenable. But at least sometimes developers, at least someone would come to surprise. E3 was, there was at least always at least one thing worthwhile at E3 that made that whole journey worth it. Mm. I, I, I and, and you just don't get that anymore. You, you really don't, like, I don't know. I, I, I just think we're a, we're, we're a pretty fucking shit point for media, to be honest, I think. Oh, Not, absolutely. Yeah, like, it, everything just kind of sucks now. Not everything, obviously. Like, you know, you get some good shit, but I don't know. I think 
I think we're at a pretty low point, at least in like Western media influence yeah. and everything. And that's why I'm that's why I'm hoping that this whole you know these strikes we just happened on a developmental level was a waking up point because someone in Hollywood there was an article that went around that this bitch that there isn't enough pitches. Right after the strikes happened, like execs expect like a certain quota to receive pitches in order to kind of like, meet their schedule and demands of okay, what are we making over the course of the of I mean, these, half the um, time you can't pitch shit to them because you literally do not know someone. Like yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's that's what, that, that's what I'm getting to is the fact that this happened. So so the, basically that we've reached a quarter after the strikes and then okay, the door's open, you can pitch again. Apparently they they have been like severely below their pitch quota it, they're like no one's submitting pitches which immediately me and everyone else bark back bullshit and as you just said no it's people you know aren't sending pitches and they're not pitches for pre-existing franchises no one people have run out of ideas for these pre-existing fucking properties you're it's not that you're not receiving enough pitches you're not accepting enough pitches from new talent and new ideas and I'm, and I'm hoping that, again, because we're about to hit, we're about to hit a very rocky period. We're 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 at, we're at the feel that post strike, uh, era where a lot of shit's not gonna be out. We're gonna things are actually gonna have room to breathe. It's it's gonna be a good thing for us that we're gonna have some room to breathe between things, and hopefully some good stuff comes out because the last quarter this year, me and Stina, we're we're such cinephiles. We we try to watch every fucking movie we can. And we firmly agree that 2023 has been one of the worst years for film. Lots of terrible movies. But this last quarter, thanks to a lot of a lot of main blockbuster stuff getting pushed away to next year because of the strikes, because that way they can't promote it. If they can't promo it, they don't want to release it. Um, because it's all fucking, you know, money laundry scheme. And um, but that has left room for more fresh new films to get some breathing room to release during this period so now a lot of really good stuff's coming out right now and because theaters are desperate to have something to show you're you're seeing things in theaters you normally don't get to see and mm. so I'm, ho I'm hoping that carries on for as long as possible because we need it i mean i don't know if it's a good thing i mean lots of people are going to be out working everything obviously well, people are going back to what, what I was saying is that there's, I mean, no, like the jobs are coming back. It's a fact oh, that there's nothing to show right now. did you hear about all the voice acting stuff and AI? Like everyone in the voice acting sphere the other week was fucking angry. Oh yeah, I mean, you saw and, that and every, coming. I, I, I saw. I mean, dude, I, 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 I mean, the minute, I, the minute they, dude, the minute they I, had I, that, I, first... I did, I did see it coming. Yes, and that I don't believe that fucking entirely fucking like grouping together and being like, yes, you need to absolutely follow this fucking Vo thing voice. That like that, that moment proved that voice actors absolutely they need to have a very specific voice actors union. Because the, because the the screen the SAG screen, of course it's in the name screen actors they are not gonna have the best interest for the voice actors uh in mind they're just I, I, not. I just saw everyone screaming betrayal betrayal that's all I fucking heard yeah it was, like I said the strike was important but yeah voice I actors heard, got I fucked people, uh, uh, I was hearing people I was hearing people be like on screen actors fuck you i heard people going animators fuck you as if like everyone had like no, animators like, is a whole different thing yeah you leave the animators alone that's a whole different type of union dude that, no that, that people, nothing to do. people were just like pointing fingers at everyone it was all like yeah. it was all like but, i had so many people come to me as a voice actor and ask me 
about how they can make voice acting a sustainable model for themselves while yeah. they can't work in on-screen stuff and now they turn around and they fuck us over like this and it's like well yeah. sadly you know what a lot of people including me i i hate to tell you this but people like me who've just like come up from the dredges and everything and like managed to like you know at least like you know get that little morsel of cheese for ourselves it, 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 it's going to be very difficult if yeah but is, just, like, just so that the listener knows what the fuck we're talking about in short the, one of the clauses I, the, the, so again ai was a very big talking point during these mm -hmm. strikes and for the screen actors uh basically the, the the deal was that they came with is um there there, there needs to be they they got consent for ai use and what this means is this, if if the studio wants to use your likeness for AI, they have to give you a contract. They have to, you have to know and knowingly sign off. They can't steal your likeness. That's what's been happening up until this point. Is Hollywood's been stealing likenesses for AI actors in the background yeah, and shit. A good degree now they're of now they're saying that you have to have consent. The problem with this deal is it's only a consent deal. They have to give you that contract, but that has no bearing on whether they choose to hire you or not. Meaning. If they show you that contract and you go, no, I don't want my likeness reused. And I especially don't want that because I know I'm not going to receive residuals for it. Hollywood goes, okay, fuck you. We're going to find an actor desperate enough to sign this waiver. Mm. And so that especially fucks over voice actors because anime, we already know we've, we've had this discussion a million times before. We call this race to the bottom. Anime is so entry level where the, the, the anime voice acting industry we know it as we know it as today is sadly the product of finding the most desperate person to say yes to the lowest fucking rate the lowest fucking working conditions that's how sony makes so much money off crunchyroll the these are penny stocks they're there these are very cheap products that have a huge return this is why Jujutsu Kaisen Zero makes fucking mil hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office, and each actor got like 20 to 50 to fucking 100 bucks to act in it. Like, and and, and again, and, and, that, and it's that same level of thought where you don't want to sign the AI consent form? Well, we're going to find an actor who will. Mm. They solve nothing. Only, they, they, cons consent is important, obviously, but that doesn't solve the problem of getting AI to replace actors because you're just going to find a bunch of desperate actors who will sign that form and feed this fucking machine. And so that's how voice actors got fucked over super hard. Nothing changed for them. Mm. So yeah, everyone's pissed off. Everyone's but well, what else is new? Everyone's pissed off. And we've got like, what, 15 minutes left? I do want to, I because again, I do want to bring up some manga before we go. Tell me I think about Doug's Red. Uh, dog. So I, I got three new manga to talk about. I'm gonna start with Dogs Red by Satoru Noda, the creator of Golden Kamui. This one got me a little worried at first. Um, it's about a figure skater, um, who becomes a high, uh, becomes a, 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 a hockey player for a high school. This is a high school aged figure skater, even though all these characters look like fucking forty year old men. Um he's a, he's he's sixteen, I swear. I was about to say, I, 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 I haven't read it fully or anything like that. I've checked out some chapters. This is the one I do recommend I, the I most. You not, should read this I, I did, you would love it. I did not expect them to be high schools. Yeah. These these are apparently high schools. They all look like they're in their forties. 
Um, but uh, yeah, figure skater who gets disgraced for the sport. Um, join joins uh, a, a high school hockey league in Hokkaido. So Hokkaido immediately you have one of Noda's hallmarks. He loves that region of Japan. It's a love mm. letter. Um, but the reason I was concerned is Golden Kamui, in his own words, was a genre melting pot adventure. Adventure is a is a is it's it's just an easy jumping point to get into. Everyone loves adventure, and Golden Kamui. I mean, every couple of chapters, just wait, you'll get a new genre. You'll do horror, you'll do comedy, you'll do everything across the board. Lots of movie references. It's just so much fun. Um, Dogs Red feels like Noda writing himself into a corner because figure skating and hockey is comparably um, much more limited in scope. You know what I mean? Like this mm. is this is a classical sports shonen. This is we're gonna win the regional. You know, it's form it's formulaically also very limited. Like he he feels like he's put himself in a very tight spot, but it's Noda, so his reputation will carry him. You you won't have to worry about this one doing well or not. He has that reputation. He'll be fine. I remember um, seeing but, like a chapter where a dude I don't know the team's fucking hockey gear or something gets washed away by a flood. Yeah, crazy, just crazy stuff. Like it's Noda, and and that's the reason why this series is gonna do so well because formulaically, structurally, it's very tight, it's very limited, but it has Noda's energy, his reputation for being just so wacky and fun and great with his characters. Um, yeah, it's just I, I don't want to I don't want to spoil too much. It's a very fun series. It's in my active reading rotation. That's a very rare thing with my limited time these days. Mm. Um, but another one I want to take up on the other side of the spectrum, I want to talk about um, a new shonen jump title, Green Green Greens by Kento Terasaka. And immediately, one. chapter one, I think Jump should have a rule that if you don't submit three chapters of your new manga, you should have the opportunity to make a new manga. Just drop that one and make a new one. Because um, Green Green Greens, um, this guy is clearly very talented. But what a waste of fucking time. Um, this is just Marshall Master Asumi, but with golf. Um, which Marshall, and, and mind you, Marshall Master is Marshall Asumi. Marshall Master Asumi still going? It's barely still going. It's not, it, it's very good. It's just, it's just not tracking well. And um, with Green Green Greens, this is about another um, non-life participant protagonist. This seems to be very popular these days. These guys who just don't participate in life until they have a reason to. And why Marshall Master Asumi does this well is because this is a kid who clearly feels a lot of feels a lot of guilt. This is a kid who's busy taking care of his grandfather to participate. He has a good reason, and his reason for getting out is also very interesting. Is that this is also a piece that still connects into his grandfather, and he also meets and connects with his friends. It's it's really cool. I like it. Green green greens. This kid's a fucking loser. He doesn't try because he just doesn't want to fucking try. It's so fucking lazy. And the girl, and again, like Marshall Master Masumi, there's a girl who's the expert at the sport. This is your teacher now. Um, very form. This seems to be the formula these days. And she's an asshole. And she's like, "You suck," but I'm still gonna teach you anyways because we got like, some chapters to sell. This, this, this does not. This is so fucking boring. It doesn't functionally work. And it's golf. Again, we talk about writing ourselves into a corner. You talk about figure skating and ice hockey having limited scope. I know golf is popular in Japan, but just how fucking popular is it? 
No fucking way. If if fucking Robot X Laser Beam couldn't do well, that was from the creator of Koriko No Basket. Yeah, yeah. I remember How that. the fuck does this have last, a Who that, let that this fucking like skate by? That lasted like chapters, didn't it? Yes, it wasn't bad. It just didn't track well because Goff didn't, doesn't grab people as much. So who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Now I get to the third I manga like I want to talk I, about. If, if I were going to make a manga about golf, it'd be more about, like, the things happening around the character and golf being more of, like, just a, a, a means, I guess. And, and, and that's how they're treating it. Because, again, this kid just... It's like, do you, you remember kid, that episode do of South Park shit. where it's, like... He, do, he doesn't want to succeed. Like, his... his, 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 his I, I'm looking it up now. His reasoning, his rationale is the fact that there's no point because there's always someone who's better. Yeah. Just like there's no point like you'll be born, but there's there's always a Michael Phelps or a Michael Jordan out there Like why why bother? And it's like fuck you you little shit. I what, 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 What's the point of making a manga when one piece exists like shut the fuck up Why should I read your manga if one piece exists? That, I, that's my, I, that's I, my I, thought. Say, I, I would be more like, you know Do you remember the episode of South Park where it's like the kids are playing a fucking golf game, but it turns <laughs> out like it, it's like Tiger Woods is in a domestic with his wife and everything, and then it turns out they're playing a fucking video game or something like that. I'd be more interested in like literally that as a manga. Yeah, like again, like let's let's get let's go into someone's life and they just happen to be a golfer. Because I agree. It, 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 like literally, golf is not a very interesting sport to me to watch. It sounds nice, like driving. You around can on make fucking... it interesting. It's just I, this one. Doesn't. I'm sure you could, but I I do not know enough about golf to make it interesting like the only thing i like about golf is sunny day driving around on a fucking like green and everything in a scenic location like it's just leisure to me that's what i think golf is yeah and and you could make you could make a really nice slice of life about golf honestly you really ab could. Ab absolutely like i don't know a guy he gets off of work <coughs> or something oh he like goes to golf yeah you could do lots of things with it yeah but i'd be more interested in i don't know this I, <laughs> a guy I mean, who just shirks his responsibilities to go golfing every day make yeah. make king of the hill but with golf in anime form exactly exactly like jump, I, I would, jump we're literally right here hire us I, I would love to see the fucking part where he, there's a joke in King of the Hill where it's like, what if a bird carries my ball into the hole? Does that count as a hole in one? It's like, what are the chances of that happening twice, Dell? Yeah, again, make a show, make a comedy shonen. That's 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 kind of what we're lacking right now. Do we try? I think was the closest of this new crop where we got the 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 comedy side of of Jump. Mm -hmm. Um, get, let's get some comedy in there. And here's the thing. Now, I say, why do they make a golf manga? Here's the reason why. The third on my list. Shadow Eliminators by Kento Amamiya. Val, would you like to guess what the premise of Shadow Eliminators is? High school, uh, boys yes. fight yes. demons yes. slash yes. shadowy horrible monsters? Yes, it is another exorcism shonen. Um, yeah. It's just another exorcism, exorcism shonen. However, I want to give it its flowers. Kento Amamiya is a very talented artist. This looks fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, it looks very good. Has dual protagonist. Very interesting, multi-layered, unique protagonist. One guy's a stiff. His grandpa was an ex-cop who got his fucking ass kicked in by life. What's the point of justice? This guy is a fucking stiff. T stick up his fucking ass. I have to. Everything has to be follows the rules. And like, and again, 
I, I'm like, I'm talking shit about this character, but that's very interesting. Like, again, there's a lot of method to the madness in this one. And the other character, the inciting incident character, he's a fucking hippie. He wears earrings. He wears fucking traditional Japanese clothes and sandals. And well, he that, pisses wait, wait, that wait, wait. justice so kid off. He's, he's Yo Asakura. From what? From fucking Shaman King. Kind of, yes. That That is literally the only fucking Shonen Jump protagonist to not have the, like, you know, join society fucking short haircut by the end of yeah. the series. Yeah, so you, you, you've you got dual protagonists. you got the serious one, and then you've got the <laughs> non-serious one. And they play off of each other very nicely, and uh, they start a demon exorcism club at their school. And there's actual demon... There's, there's demons, they're called shadows. And they possess people, again. But, but, but again, guys... We need we need a cap limit on demon demon exorcism shonen. As long as Jujutsu Kaisen is on the magazine, we need to have a rule. Stop this. This is terrible. Um, I I I here's the, but that being said, I am actively rooting for Shadow Eliminators to fucking eliminate Nui's Exorcist. That needs to go. There we have fucking we have three minimum. I'm sure there's more that I'm not thinking about right now, but we have at least. Three on Shonen Jump alone right now. Mm. One more needs to go. And honestly, honestly, neither should be here until JJK's done. This is fucking ridiculous. But I want to give Shadow Limiters credit. It looks great. The characters are have some nuance to them. They're not they're not non-life participants. Because that's been the other formula that, that's cropped up recently that I really do not like. These guys, they are their own man. They have their morals. They they take lives in very specific ways. These guys are not audience stand-ins. They're mm. not reader. They're they're not power fantasies for the readers. These guys, um, they are their own guys. I wish I remember their names. Unfortunately, again, they're in a demon exorcism manga. I can only commit so much to memory. Um, but yeah, that's all I want to talk about the new crop. Otherwise, like we talked about, we briefly brought up One Piece again. It's Kuma's flashback. It's amazing. Mm. Um, My Hero Academia up to chapter 409. It's just Bakugo being the shadow of all for one, and we have like quadruple double spreads. I was confused at one point because I thought Bakugo had gained the ability to remotely explode his ability, but then it's like he did. No. He he just like coats it in reg quote unquote regular. No, he sweat, he hid it which... in the rain it's, again. Dumb hoary logic that I love. He hid his sweat droplets in the rain. Basically, when he was fighting all for one, because all for one, you know, he's an anime mm. genius. I know what you're doing. You're that kid with that sweat quirk. And Bakugo said, "Yeah, I hid my sweat in the rain. You couldn't see when I was planning." Because, because yeah, like you said, he doesn't remote control his explosions, but they definitely go off on a timer. So like, he kind of like sweat. He, he, he somehow Bakugo could control how he sweats, and he like sweated into regular and hid sweat. them in rain droplets. It's so no, he, 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 he even I, I, I don't know it could be like translation, I love it but he's though. like he's like I mixed it with regular sweat I'm like what do you mean you mixed it with regular sweat yeah the, the regular sweat you don't that was have too. you don't have regular sweat Bakugo he is all my sweat they touched and and uh, and freaking uh thread shots you know like it looked cool but I was also like ah do do I really like give a fuck no, I, I mean, do because it's dumb. But but that being said, it, again, my academia is just overstaying its welcome. Like we need to move on. It, it, yeah. We need to see an end game. Like I don't know. I I don't. I I see. I really loved everything with All for One's backstory and stuff. 
That was cool. Yes, it, that it, was a standout. It, it, it was cool as fuck, and and, and and it somehow managed to sell to both of us through all yeah. of our bitching and complaining. It managed to make us go, okay, we're fine with this. We okay, I now. am fine with this all for one. Like I get, I get it now. Horikoshi, I I wasn't familiar. I I, I, am, I am familiar with the game. But I wasn't. I hadn't given you enough time to cook yet. I I didn't so, realize he was an evil baby. I didn't. I didn't realize his sperm was fucking evil too. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize. Like I knew he was evil, comically evil. But I didn't know just how far you could take that premise. I. I. You know. You. You caught me again. When I'm wrong, I'm pleasantly pleased. When I'm wrong. When I'm proven wrong but that yes there is an evil so fucking evil beyond evil it's quite entertaining yeah exactly but it, it but somehow he didn't manage to sell me that it's cool that bakugo also took down all for one or like made it in a way that like because i'm fine it's fine but i'm also like do i feel like this is like everything that i wanted or something from this villain being taken down not really I, honestly, you are being very brutally honest and correct. Yes. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, we're very happy that Bakugo's back. We're very happy that All for One is sellable now. Like, we're sold on his idea now. But are we truthfully sold on Bakugo's fight? Not uh. quite. I, again, it's because him being a baby. Obviously, there's a point to it, but... It it just doesn't it quite it doesn't it takes a bit of the 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 wind out of its sails. It's like yeah, Bakugo fought all for one, but he fought all for one as a baby. You know, it's like it's yeah. like you know, he did it, but he didn't do it. You know, he's always no, gonna have that. that it's an asterisk. It's an have... asterisk on an otherwise pretty hype moment. Like I I would have preferred honestly Aoyama taking out all for one. I'm still so I I am still what 110 percent. I will die in the cell. You wouldn't let me have Bakugo theory, but mm. I am 100% certain that fucking Mineta will be all for one's undoing. That I, there's, there is a I mean, gumdrop I, I don't, somewhere I don't, on his person that's going to stop him at the last second. I do not want this to be the end of all for one. I don't think it will be. Speaking of, speaking of what I just said, though, Hawks. That was another dumb Horikoshi moment. Oh that, yeah, again, because because was... we've had that. That's that. That's something that's been canon for a while. Is that personalities are within the quirks. That's we know right, that yeah. there. We know that there is some weird cosmic horror space thing going on with quirks, where a person's soul is in a quirk. That's not just a one for all thing. And this moment is the final like nail to finally prove that. Hawks is Hawks is literally in all for one's. Co conscious right now and he formed a fan club and turned his quirks again against him dumb horikoshi logic that i can get I, behind that, that made me think for a fucking brief minute i was like hawks is dead and i was like no no he isn't i'm certain no it's just isn't. his quirk his quirk has hawks's personality inside yeah, exactly. and literally formed a fan club to turn so that all for one couldn't use all of his quirks it's so crazy fucking so Ugh. dumb i love it my love hero it. academia is going to down go down as like a flawed legend yeah yes i i think that's the best way to describe it like that is a legendary fucking manga with a lot of flaws like there's mm. a lot wrong with it but my god you and boy do that. i hope they can let horikoshi leave it the fuck alone when it's done yeah that will not get any better um chainsaw man 150 you know, right? It's fine. It's all right. So it we, we've right. talked about this a million times about the how the, the, the Fuji... dogs are dead. <laughs> it's They're fine. not dead. There's no way he'd do it. 
That, no, no, I think those dogs are dead. I think uh, I, that, that motherfucker is crazy. Someone's gonna come out with all the dogs with the leash. It's like, I saved them. Like we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, again, cause Fujimoto's still trying to, trying to reel people back in. And I will say that in terms of, of, of effect, like, oh my God, this fucker burned a building full of dogs. I hate this guy. Like Fujimoto is very good at making sure you hate someone. And he's very successful at that. He did it. I, I still feel like this guy's a jabroni that just showed up out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. I, I, but, but, but again, but, but now he has, he has solidified himself as a threat, not for anything he has said before or any power he may perceivably have. We revile him just now I, 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 I because he burned... He burned I, I, Denji's dogs. I hate people that burn dogs just as much as the next guy, reasonably. But it's a like, cheap shot, but it's effective. I, I I don't even think it's that effective. Cheap but effective. I, 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 I don't know. I I, I need I need more. I'm kind of like I don't fucking. This guy is. I don't give yeah, a fuck about this no, guy. No, but so I far. agree, Val. I am really falling off a chainsaw, man. Like with each successive chapter, I am really struggling. And another thing that really, really got, hit it home for me is recently on Twitter. Someone's been people are making threads about their favorite art from manga threads like they go by by artist. Someone who made one about Fujimoto. Oh my God, Val. Mm. We gotta get this man off weekly. This man needs to go back to making one shots or like monthly stuff because I I told you I felt like the the I felt like the art in Chainsaw Man Part Two was going downhill. I didn't realize how fucking stark a difference it was until I looked at his old, combed through his old works. Right. Oh my god, Chainsaw Man Part 2 looks like fucking diarrhea shit. I, uh, honestly, I just feel like Fujimoto could have had more bite with this whole fucking he's thing. He's a talented he's, artist, he's being rushed. He's super good. It's not his fault, it's just... No, I, 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 I don't... He can... Ivan, this man... Just, I don't think he works well when he's improvising. I'm pretty sure he's just yes. improvising at this fucking Yes, stage. yes, I agree. Again, he he doesn't he doesn't if, have if, a, if he if he had he a solid plan, he would be fucking this. Yeah, because he would have schedule. storyboards. He, he would he would have storyboards to plan off of. schedule. He would be fucking it like it's his bitch, and we would be fucking going. Oh yeah, on our faces, Fujimoto. We fucking love yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I agree. I I no, I firmly agree. I'm just saying right now it looks like shit. But you but but you are correct. He's got a problem. He's going weekly. He's improvising weekly. You can't fucking do that I, just at this feel, level. I feel like he's not having enough bite. Like, I don't know. I feel like Fujimoto, if he was doing fucking fire punch, it'd be like Denji shows up at the scene and shit like that. Oh, there's the fucking dogs like mid burn or something on the ground to really fucking drive it home. That's what because he because they're not fucking, they're not actually that, dead. That would make that would make me actually hate him. But that's also yeah, why I'm like because they're, oh, they're not actually dead because someone's gonna pull them out of the fire. Someone's um, gonna pull them out of the fire, or he already fucking removed them from the building because he doesn't yeah. actually want Denji's ire. At the end of the day, right? Because he but, literally worships him. I don't. Mean, here's the thing. I am. I'm actually so lost as well. I don't know if this is if, if this guy is the head. Of the Chainsaw Man church, if he he's is the not, main he's villain. just in general. Like I don't know, like people, I I I don't I, know and I don't care. No, I, I honestly, I think this, I think this is really a main villain would really help. I think actually, well, when we have a main villain coming, it's the apocalypse or whatever. What, what we haven't seen the the, the the big bad has not fully revealed themselves yet, and they need to because yeah, we need something to rally around. Because this is getting ridiculous. It, it, it kind of is. Yeah, like... But can we compliment Sandwich here? Can we talk about the one thing that did work this week and definitely has worked overall? 
mm-hmm. is the return of Pochi. Uh, that yeah, scene, no, our, our dream came true. What will you dream of next? I like the bluntness of that, of that messaging. Because Denji's whole, this whole part two is him coming to terms with the fact that he got what he wanted. And now, is he supposed to be content? What's he supposed to do now? And Pochi just brings it simple goes, you're allowed to have more than one dream. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Pochita is... Pochita is the goat. It's still surprising that he killed off a character that's so And, and guess marketable. what, Val? That, that feels like a planned moment. Yes. In fact, it looks good. In fact, it looks different from the rest well, of the Well, it only looks good because it's just a white background in Pochi. Like, that's not difficult to do. Why, oh, yeah, no. I, I just mean, not. like, this Denji even looks But narratively, that is planned. Yeah. Yeah. It is, but... It just feels like he doesn't know where to like put the pieces. Yeah, he's... but 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 I, I agree with you. Like the, the the man needs more time to storyboard, and the only way he's to get more time is he needs to stop this improvising shtick. It's got to go away. He needs to commit to his ideas now. He needs this man needs to leave now with his reputation still barely intact. I don't this even, is who, getting depressing. Who the fuck is this? Like I don't know. Like I don't even know what it is. Lash this lash devil or something. It lo- what the fuck is it even? Is I don't it know like- what you're talking about, Lash Devil. I don't know. It's like it, it, it's it, the woman in the suit who has oh, like Oh, that just came out. Oh, yeah, we're just seeing this. That looks like another fiend. Yeah, I don't know what they. We'll find out next week. Like I, I guess, yeah. But it's also like. But like, I, yeah, I, like, 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 is it like this is the note to end on? Yeah, it, I don't. Is really this care. the like? It's not. It's not the woman that helps Denji. Because she's right there getting fucking whipped, obviously. Yeah, it, it, it's just some random devil. It, yeah, but it's like, are they, everyone wearing fucking suits doesn't help. I know. <laughs> the rest, I, I, they're red shirts. They're, they're just there to get fucking mowed down. They, no, no, no. I mean, in general, the fucking devil hunter, like. Devil hunting work? Yeah, go, go, yeah, they, go they figure it. It's government suits, bureaucracy. Fucking uh, the chainsaw man. They're, they're the chain- useless. The Chainsaw Man Church are wearing fucking suits. I don't know if they're like, if it's an enemy, a friend, or anything like that. Maybe you can't I'm... discern who's who. Yeah, and it, it's it's fucking. Uh, you lame. know, here's the thing though. I think you can discern who's who. Again, you're just not given any means to give a fuck to care to discern them. That's the big problem. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's impossible once they turn into like a fiend or something like that. And it's like, wait, is this a character that I know? Well, obviously, I don't now because. The only discernible trait they have is their tits, I guess. Maybe. And that's about if it. Even. All, if, if even, because for the most part, they all wear fucking suits. Like, hell, Denji's fucking friend is hard to discern, except for the fact that I guess they're wearing a fucking uh, mid-cut shirt. That's that, that's about it. I don't know. Um, I, I just want Chainsaw Man to be good again. I know. I think once we get to the end game, when he when he runs out of wiggle room to improvise, I think we'll get good again. Yeah. Let's talk about One Piece real quick, I guess. We'll go back to One Piece because we only just briefly mentioned it. I mean, okay. there isn't much you know else what? to you mention. Know what? Okay, here's what I'll say. I got emotional reading One Piece, I guess, the other week. Like, yeah. I almost teared up a bit because it made me so fucking happy, actually, that, like, you know, watching that heartless bitch tear up all of kuma's letters to bonnie it fucking made me so happy thinking that eventually with that memory ball that she fucking touched fucking so many she got years, them all. so many years of love that he wanted to give her through those letters 
finally got to her and that's everything that has been keeping her going and and like you know and, and the fact they, that it's the, the, the fact that it's a pain bubble that's what's so fucking great it's again it's the pain of love is what yeah. that was it's that's so, so fucking cool and it's it, it it makes me so fucking happy that bonnie has gotten to this point she has been sailing this entire time looking for kuma with no fucking like word from him as far as she knew and yeah. all those years of love that he fucking had to like that couldn't be given to her through the yeah. fucking letters his contingency all the plan yeah his contingency plan because the government are fucking evil in this and i fucking They're hate them. fucking assholes anyway you know what just in case my letters can come through i'm gonna make a memory bubble yeah holy fuck oh my was, gosh this series is so fucking good and, and it was even fucking nice watching Bonnie cancel green punch. greens when you have the best magazine what's the point of trying it was so fucking good watching bonnie punch that cow with you know the nika ish future into the ocean yeah like that that was fun that was nice and i i have a newfound appreciation for bonnie as a character is she is she now the best of the uh, what do they call them the the, 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 fucking the supernovas? The supernovas, the eleven supernovas. Uh, fucking m maybe. I mean, we can all agree. We can all agree that when Law's backstory was being drip fed to us, like in fucking chapters, that shit hit. That was good. Yeah, I love Traffy's backstory. It's just, unfortunately, Traffy has um, devolved into, I'm not going to follow your rules, Luffy, but I will suck your dick and I'll let you top me and take back shots. But I'm not going to yeah. fucking listen to you. Traffy, Traffy has become lame in that he has had to maintain like his edgy fucking persona, basically. He's and a fucking design right now. I, I, I don't understand how in a series like One Piece, with the origin that this man had, this man got reduced to that. Pretty At least much. with Kid, Kid's always been a piece of shit. Like, mm -hmm. he's almost kind of set up to be fucking fodder. Apparently, so at one like, point, Oda had intention of making Kid, like, a really important, like, Luffy-adjacent uh, character. I'm sure they all were. I'm sure they all were. But, yeah, things obviously work out the way they do. But, like, legitimately, like, Trafalgar Law's backstory even, like, helped me inspire, like, fucking Mars at the time when we were playing joy quest and stuff i i loved his backstory it is when, when it was coming out some of the most fucking tragic shit that ever happened in one piece and it, yeah i agree with you it's it's really sad that he is just an inconsistent fucking character design now with his fucking power and everything it's like oh well you know i can't use it in this situation because of this or that thing or i'm just not going to like do the fucking smartest thing that i could possibly do because it wouldn't be convenient to the story it's just dumb it's just dumb at this point it's why i'm glad he's gonna be fucking gone for such a long time right okay but i think i think that's enough for this week i think I, I congrats after months we finally caught up we yeah. finally did it we <laughs> finally caught up and also the holidays are up so we won't get behind when we take next week off as well hmm <laughs> Because we gotta. Christmas is coming up. Everyone's still sick. We just had to get this one out there because I don't want to leave people hanging for too long. Um, but that being said, though, um, the folks listening now, um, in that step, because technically uh, the next Monday after this episode comes out is technically the day after Christmas. So it's technically post-holidays, but, but it's just that weekend le leading in. I want people to have off. But in that interim, I think we'll be releasing um, one or both um, of our other originals um, 
these backwards echoes episode three and the brand new um pilot um for a uh series run by uh cody rock our pod father the producer of our podcast he has a series coming out called unprepared which will be very interesting um those will be coming out instead of joycast episodes for a little bit but uh until then um anything last words for the uh before the holiday um this, this might be the last thing you say in 2023 oh god uh, if anyone's interested, on the 27th of January, 2025, my birthday, I'll be hosting a signing 2025? That's two years 2024. Oh, God, that's right. 2024. 2024. Pretty uh, presumptuous of you that you'll be having a, 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 a fucking pretty online signing when pretty, in 2025 you'll be part you'll be the, the 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 master of ceremonies at your own convention you, you pull out a gun. You're like pretty presumptuous that you'll be alive in 2025, Valentine. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I'll be hosting a, uh, live streaming event, uh, doing, uh, autograph signings and whatnot. And maybe playing a game. I might, I might, I might do some, uh, gameplay on that and fill out some time and everything. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm still put, making some plans for it, but, uh, be there or be square. Buy a fucking, uh, print if you want. Uh, Ivan, can we put links in the description? Oh, wait, it's not on YouTube anymore. Well, no, it's on the it's on Spotify. So yeah, you could still yeah send me a link. I'll put it up in the description. Okay then. Uh, look, I know if, if you're not bothered by links, if you're listening right now, look up Valentine Stokes on Streamily, and you can look at my Streamily store, and I don't know, check out my stuff. Yeah. Anyway, have a merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Yeah, everyone, fucking thanks for a great year, everybody. The most inconsistent uh, year we've ever had on this podcast. Honestly, pretty consistent by our standards, to be honest. I mean, we've 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 had a lot of days off the podcast. We have, but they've been important though, except True. for the ones that weren't important, <laughs> <laughs> which right. was a lot of them too. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Pippin says goodbye as well. <laughs> Peace out, everyone. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Lackadaisy, Gunbuster, Death Battle, and more. Audio engineering by Stina Carey. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Keep the conversation going by visiting Joyride's public Discord server, where you can discuss this week's topics and more. Patreon donors also get access to our weekly anime watch club with cast and crew. Links provided in the description. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.